Oh, you're talking to Vita Mueller. How do I know you for the audience? Oh, I'm Owen Mueller's mother. Okay, and, and that's, and I'm Owen, I, I'm, you're my mom. Yes, Dr. Owen Mueller's mom. <laughs> so, I'm Dr. Owen Muir. Thanks, Mom. And this is Sphere of Influence, a show about how crazy healthcare is in America and the lengths to which some people are going to try to fix that. My mom was the biomedical editor of the reports of the Apollo space program, so she's not unfamiliar with the field of medicine. Now she runs a small business. How does health insurance work? In two minutes. Oh, you're doing this again, making me look dumb. No, it's every, I ask everyone these questions. Yeah. Yes, but what, but what, what does that mean? This is when calling your mom can be really helpful. What does working even mean, and how do the different pieces make that happen or not? So the conceit of this first episode is I'm doing man-on-the-street kind of interviews to see if anyone has any idea what's going on in the healthcare system that we're all paying for. I imagine that it's a group that buys a lot of policies for a lot of companies and then sells them to the companies at a profit, but it's cheaper than they could get into business. I asked my mom to define what a general purchasing organization was or make up an answer, and she got it wrong. Ooh, sorry, Mom. Uh, let's ask my friend July, who is a not-for-profit administrator. Say the name again? General Purchasing Organization. They purchase generic drugs. And this is also incorrect. Angela Capetta is a gifted photographer who runs her own business and has a sassy take on most things. So, obviously, I called her for some color commentary. A, a CEO of a hospital gets money added to their take-home salary depending on how much product they purchase from a distributor, you would call right. that a... He's a shill, or she's a shill. And, and that payment would be called a... Bribe. Like it. Kickback was what I had in my mind. Um, know, what's it's a, really the same thing, isn't it? A kickback or a bribe. What would your reaction be if I told you there was a safe harbor law that made doing that completely legal? So, a general purchasing organization, of which there are two nationally... Uh, contracts with hospitals to sell them stuff. And their goal is to sell them as much of their stuff as possible. You're going for gold status, because then you can get a rebate. Let's see what Vidimur, business owner, not-for-profit director, and my mom, thinks about this approach. That's a conflict of interest. That's dreadful. Yes. That law should be appealed immediately. Somebody's yes. going to take that one up to the Supreme Court if necessary. As a psychiatrist, the language we use matters. It structures how we think. And in healthcare, we've used language to obscure who does what and for whom and where the money goes and why. And this makes it possible for people to not understand how things are working, so it's really hard to take issue with any of the problems because you don't know where they are, or who's responsible. Our tour continues. Next up, PBMs. So what is a pharmacy benefit manager? I would imagine a pharmacy benefit manager is someone who manages the benefits provided by a pharmacy. Angela, first at bat, close. Let's give July a shot. 
They are the people who determine how much they pay for drugs, right? The doctors prescribe for you. July is really good at this. A pharmacy benefit manager is a company that administers the drug benefit program for your employer or health plan. PBMs process and pay prescription drug claims and are responsible for creating and updating your health plan's formulary. Keep in mind, they don't make drugs, they don't actually sell drugs. The scale of this is really important to understand. The U.S. pharmacy benefit management market size was valued at $368.3 billion in 2018. That's three digits in billions. Billions. A lot. For reference, for every catastrophe in 2018, a total of $49.5 billion was paid out by insurance companies to settle those claims for damages. So economically, the pharmacy benefit management industry, for the privilege of putting drugs into tiers and getting rebates from one place to another, is the economic equivalent of five years of hurricanes, earthquakes, landslides, and other sources of massive catastrophe and destruction. And in terms of direct spending, behavioral health in the U.S. is $50 billion a year. Uh, yeah. What's the biggest part of American healthcare, dollar wise? It's got to be pharmaceutical. Eh. It's got to be. It's not. Am I right? You're wrong. Wow. Although Congress gets to decide what's legal, they don't get to change the definition of words. So I'm going to share a few with you. Payola is the practice in the music industry of bribing someone to use their influence or position to promote a particular product or interest. And a kickback is a payment made to someone who has facilitated a transaction or appointment. This is clearly completely different from a rebate, which, along with contracted prices, is a key factor in determining whether to include a specific prescription drug on a commercial health insurance formulary and in which tier, which influences how much of the drug gets sold. Therefore, rebates impact the finances. And if this sounds like an industry over explanation of something that's clearly a kickback, that's because it is. Congress even called it a safe harbor law, which means you don't get prosecuted for doing the thing that, in any other context, you would. It's a lot of confusing language and a very confusing accounting to have us not so much notice, we're not getting something for free. So even attempting to explain how a pharmacy benefit manager functions has taken me about seven takes that I've deleted. So to quote Team America World Police, we're going to need a montage. I just took all the confusing parts and crossfaded them. So it doesn't actually matter what it does or how it does it, it matters that it's confusing. Ready? Go. In short, insurance companies are paid by companies and customers. Their drug costs the and rebates. The PBMs often retain a portion. They also negotiate with a pharmacy reimbursement for drugs, and the PBM for preferred placement them to take more expensive drugs and make them more preferred. And now, the point. This means we all pay more for drugs and pay more for the privilege. And... I didn't even know these companies existed. Ugh.
You see, this is the problem. I could try to explain each and every one of these things, and we'd all be a little bit smarter, but how they fit together into a system that costs all of us so much to provide so little is really the point. At the end of the day, I'm a psychiatrist, and I want patients to be able to get care, and I wouldn't mind being paid to do my work. But the system is set up to make that not happen. Before COVID-19, I was out to dinner with a friend, and this is the story he told me about trying to find a psychiatrist. So what did you do? I spent a good part of the day calling 45. And I hope you can forgive the conversation in the background. This was literally recorded over a birthday party dinner. Calling 45 different psychiatrists from the Bronx, Queens, and Manhattan locations. None of them took my health care insurance, which is a pretty deep health care insurance. I work for the city. I work for the New York City Department of Education. 45. Yes. 45. Most of them told me they were out of network and said maybe I should do reimbursements at $350 a pop at two to three, uh, two times a week. My wife found me at home almost in tears, ready to give up because I couldn't find help. And in case you didn't hear that at the very end, that was my friend Barry telling us That's pretty normal. this is a system broken by design, and we're going to try to untangle it for you, and hopefully have a little bit of fun along the way. Could you name a pharmacy benefit manager? Health First. Sorry. Have you heard of... Stress Script. Nailed it! <laughs> That's one of them. Can you name any others? Just try. 